Ryan. Oh, I got it. Um, this show. Yeah. Fucking still dark, but so dark. It it went off the rails a little bit these last two episodes. Right, like the conductor jumped out of the train, waved goodbye as it went off a cliff. And then Doc Brown put in the final log. Like, that's where it went for me. And then it exploded. And then it exploded. Honestly, probably best two episodes of the series. Uh, at least I think. I Ooh. liked these episodes a lot. A lot happened. It was intense. I think the first two episodes were better. I do like the first episode. Yeah, we will discuss that further. Hello and welcome to the HBO Boys podcast talking about Outer Range. Episode 7 and 8 of the first season, which is a th- which is a thing. Yeah. Because I thought this was a miniseries, and I don't know if it was just because I wasn't paying attention or because they bamboozled us or just me. I'm not sure. I just didn't even think about that, honestly. Also, uh, Justin's here. I, I'm i here. Justin's here. Hello. Justin is the reason I started watching Outer Range. He told me that it was tight, and I was like, okay. Uh, <laughs> you might know Justin from Nothing Star. He plays Xander and a bunch of other characters, and he's been on HBO Boys podcast in the past. I can't remember which one specifically. Well... Actually, it was before the rebranding. Right. Way back in the day. A Westworld retrospective, perhaps? Yes, sir. Oh, man. Westworld just announced its new season coming out in June. I watched the trailer, and I tell you, I have no idea (laughs) what any of it means, what's going to happen. Evan Rachel Wood's not dead? Okay, let us discuss episode seven and episode eight, seven, the unknown, eight, the West. We are going to do a detailed recap of both episodes. Stop me when you feel feelings. Stop. Uh, what I will say off the top is well, he didn't because I thought it was. <laughs> no, I didn't pay attention you, because I thought it was a miniseries as the eighth episode was going. I was like, they are being very brazen with this narrative. They are not wrapping these I things know. up as fast as as I feel like they have to uh, to make it a miniseries. And then the last 20 minutes, I was like, oh, this is a first season of a show with a Josh Brolin who has to do the Dune movie. Right. And I, mean, I assume many other things, but they are apparently confident that they're going to have Josh Brolin in the future to do a second season of the range, you know, as long as they get picked up for it. Please somebody Google that for me right now to let me know if that is the whole thing. But I suppose we'll start there. What are we feeling generally about the last two episodes and uh, the show as a whole? Justin, you go first. You're, you're our guest. Cool. Thanks. Um, you're welcome. I am in the same camp as you, Ryan. Uh, I think the first two episodes were just masterful. Like It was one of those things where they dropped two episodes at a time because uh, it's Amazon. And after watching, I think it was only the first episode. I hadn't even seen the second one. I just, it, Josh Brolin in and of itself, I was convinced. I was like, okay, Ryan will like this at least. This is this is the content that you know we all seem to enjoy. But after yeah. it got really sci-fi uh, when he went into the hole and saw the future, that at that point I was like, this is like a surefire like, this show is going to be very, very, very good. Um, sad he didn't go back through the hole. Or at least sad we didn't get to see the other side of the hole again. Yeah. I think it's going to be, that's, they're, they have so many seasons. At least this is from my perspective. As I think there's a whole piece of content 
that they already have and they've already pitched to Amazon. I, this does not feel at all to me like a pilot season or like something to be like, hey, we're going to try this and we'll see if Amazon wants to pick it up. We'll see if people like it. I think, especially with someone like Josh Brolin as your your leading actor, I think this is something that was very well pitched and very well planned because um, there's just too much going on for it to just be like a flash in the pan. Hey, let's try this out and see what yeah, happens. So much left on the freaking table at the end of that, at the end of the last episode. So much to unpack. A lot unpacked, of meat on the bones. Unpack. A lot of meat on the bones. When season two was brought up to Josh Brolin recently, he was quoted as saying the setting was really tough. The hours were really tough. Some of the egos and insecurities were really tough. It took much longer than we thought it was going to take, but the reward at the end of the road is the fact that it's hit a nerve with people. Uh, Speaking of it doing very well on Amazon Prime, I don't believe as well as Reacher, but well nonetheless. Uh, But that is... When you, you get asked about the season two of a show and you spend two sentences um, shitting on it, that's not great. <laughs> that's not a great look. Anyway, Adam, feelings. <laughs> well, um, I like these last two episodes. And, and when you brought it up, the first two, I like the first episode. I think the, the best, like Justin said, it's it was one of those episodes, like the first episode of The Walking Dead. It just was so Ooh. goddamn good. And Frank Darabont, baby. Yeah, it was so good. And we've talked about this in the past many times about The Walking Dead season one as a whole being like mm. an, an amazing performance of television and I think this is on that same level that same plane and the last two episodes are ramping it up and again to Justin's point this is was a well thought out show it had to have been this is not a pilot season I think they very well have an intent in an intent in intention to have season go. two <laughs> thank you <laughs> and they left so much unanswered that if they don't do a season two with names like Josh Brolin and I can't think say of one her, more name I can't think of her name but I know say a bunch of movies that she's in she was in the haunting Imogen poops no oh Imogen gay poots yeah that's right um but no the the mother that's her real name by the way yeah she's not, he's not being coarse nope it's Imogen gay poops <laughs> Uh, Perry uh, is also on Ozark. Yes, I was. Yeah. Gonna, yep, that's that's the brother. Um, but I can't think of what's her name. Royal's wife. Oh my god, Cecilia. Yes, what's her real name? I don't I know. I can't remember her name. You said it before. Oh, god, I can't remember her name. I'm sure I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to go back <laughs> to what you were talking about with pilots for a moment. Sure. Because the modern pilot is different than what pilots have have always been great good job (laughs) have always been the pilots of most shows before 2015 2016 were always not great a lot of the shows uh and great examples are parks and recreation game of and game of thrones i mean they had to shoot the pilot twice because they fucked it up so Mm -hmm. hard and then uh, yeah, the first episode it, it is not as good as seasons three or four. It's just even with that amount of money, it will be interesting to see if House of the Dragons pilot is good. But pilots are hard to make well. You don't know everything about the show. You don't know how it is to make the show. Everyone's new at it. But that is old TV. Right. New TV is not or does not have the luxury anymore to have a shitty pilot. This is a good example. This show out of range where the pilot was really great. Walking Dead was made in a time where pilots were still bad, which is why when that pilot was amazing, it just blew everybody out of the water because it's not supposed to be <laughs> it's not an hour-long <laughs> perfect movie. Right. <laughs> it's, not to, it's not supposed to feel that way. It's supposed to feel like Steve Carell with hair plugs. 
<laughs> like really kind of not like getting it there. Got yeah, him. Right? Like, uh, d- don't worry. The office turned out quite fine. Yeah. For everybody. Did it? Yes. Okay. Well, uh, uh, listen, if you want to judge the last two to three seasons, I'm not going to stop you. They were uh, god awful. Although Robert California was wonderful. What, what I will also <laughs> say is uh, when Steve Carell, this is out of range. Anyway. <laughs> Tend to get off on tangents here. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, let's get into the episodes because these are longer recaps as it's the end of the season. So we're really diving deep into exactly what happened because all of the minutiae actually matters in the last two episodes. Episode seven, the unknown. It opens with a flashback in a skating rink of a young Perry beating the hell out of a young Trevor, uh, foreshadowing, to establish that something inherently violent is among the Abbott clan and perhaps getting passed down from one generation to another. Royal and Perry have a conversation like, what is this thing inside me that makes me want to karate chop people in the gullet? <laughs> and Royal's like, I have no idea, but I want to do it all the time. I, have no, I can't answer that question for you. <laughs> also, there's this thing about me and my dad. I'm not going to tell you about it. Like father, like son. (laughs) In the present day, we see Perry being taken to the lockup, the prison, the clink by Sheriff Joy, while a sign on the road says, America tells you that the things worth knowing are those which can be on, are those which can be known. (laughs) I did the same exact thing reading it. (laughs) Yeah. America is wrong is the end of that. Okay. Sounds great. At the prison, Perry admits to killing Trevor and carrying his body to the cliff where the body was found without anybody's help, which is weird. You don't believe it. Yeah, of course not. Who would? Why would you? Joy asks Perry if he knows where Rebecca is, because if you've murdered Trevor, why not your wife? (laughs) (laughs) Because <laughs> immediately go to that one. She's really trying to get reelected. <laughs> yeah, right. Elected the first time. She's barely. She's like interim sheriff right now, and she's really trying to get elected. <laughs> yeah, it's not going well. It feels like Perry assures her that he didn't kill his wife, and Joy's like, okay. <laughs> I don't believe you. No. A lot of not believing in this episode. As we head on over to the Abbott household, Royal, Cecilia, Rhett, and Amy are going about their day, not talking to each other, to avoid bringing up the conversation of the fight and Perry throat-punching a fucker to death. While at the motel, Autumn smokes a joint because she's cool. Royal and Cecilia learn that the amount they need to pay for bail for Perry is $500,000. And that's a lot for rural Wyoming, and they were already super not well off, so (laughs) RIP. Right. So they don't have liquid cash. Cecilia mortgages the entire ranch to get Perry out, which will be seized by the county if Perry doesn't show up the following day, thereby sealing the the ranch's fate because Perry ain't making that shit. Perry apologizes to Amy for being a murderer. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was an awkward scene. Like, she was like, what did you feel like when you killed him? Like, I don't remember what she asked, but she was like asking about it, like totally not terrified of her father. Just eating ice cream. (laughs) Did you like being murderer? That's cool. Oops, it's dripping. (laughs) What did he say? (laughs) Was there blood? Was he all like, ow, please don't do that? Or... (laughs) How was it carrying up the mountain with his corpse? Oh, my gosh. So there is some stuff in this show that I've come across that it, it, it feels out of place. And that was one of them. <laughs> it's not a lot, but it does. So happen. that scene in particular, 
I don't know if we get into it in the next episode or whatnot, because finding out who Autumn is essentially mm. plays mm. into her totally seeing him murdering him, that uh, Trevor, and hearing about all this violence as like a totally normal thing. It was one of the moments where after watching it, I was like, you feel awkward in the moment, but when yeah. you look back on it, it's actually really good foreshadowing. Mm. That's true. Amy then asks Perry about Rebecca's whereabouts, making her the second person in a very short period of time to ask that question to Perry, which is big sus. Perry gives the same answer that he gave to Joy, which is, yeah, I don't know. Why is everybody asking me that? I'm sad about my wife not being here. And you all are really, really just digging into it, kicking me while I'm wifeless. Perry then asks Royal if he knows anything about Rebecca. And although Royal says he doesn't, Perry says, I don't believe you. And based on the end of episode eight, I don't either. I definitely think Royal knows some shit oh, yeah. about why Rebecca is gone. Because who else would? See, I, I, we'll, get, well, we'll get to it. Yeah. But <laughs> Rebecca says, I'm hiding from some shit. What shit are you hiding from, dude? Guys, what do you think she's hiding from? <laughs> I think she's hiding from Clash Royal. Yeah, I did Clash there? Royal. <laughs> I I did. I did see what you nerd. Did. That was very nerd. <laughs> Joy goes to fill in Luke and Billy about the revelation in the investigation into Trevor's death and how Perry is responsible for it. Luke thinks the whole family, the Abbots that is, is involved in Trevor's killing because they are. He's not wrong. No. He has been pretty astute from the very beginning as to what exactly happened to his brother. Yeah, literally the night he went directly to the house. He's like, where the fuck's my brother? This is exactly what happened. I'm Sherlock Holmes. I figured it out. Billy interrupts this conversation with some wackadoo bullshit and to tell Luke that, hey, by the way, I'd like to take you to a hole in the ground. Finally, someone is showing someone else the hole. Mm. Took for fucking ever. Took seven episodes. Jesus. It was one of the things I was constantly asking myself. Yeah. Hey, Royal, comma, why aren't you showing anyone that hole? <laughs> it feels like <laughs> this could be easier family. if you just show people the hole. I get now, based on things that are about to happen in the future, that it's, you know, tied to trauma for him. But, you know, g get over it, in maybe. In the I moment, I was angry and i wanted him to tell people <laughs> it just seemed like i don't know i don't like when characters do the least logical thing over and over again for an entire season it's just tell it's the tell the story listen it's wyoming you can't expect too much from him like jeez. autumn has an aggravating conversation with her mother after which she bursts into the bar the abbots are usually in she finds Rhett and asks about perry and royal and she weirdly concludes that perry is gonna be okay seemingly based on no information whatsoever <laughs> Elsewhere, Joy's family brunch is interrupted by Frank, the member of commerce who was supposed to help Joy getting into the sheriff's election. He congratulates her on catching Perry, but also reminds her about the mastodons he brought up earlier. And he's like, so anyway, good thing about Perry. How are the mastodons coming? You know, your, your typical average uh, breakfast in uh, rural yeah. Wyoming. And Joy's like, yeah. Yeah, but listen, I'm not going to go find mastodons, okay? And then Martha's like, do it, though. And Joy's like, okay. And I'm like, thank you, Martha. I also want to see the mastodons, if they exist. Cecilia checks in on the dead baby bear that she stuffed in a shed and comes face to face <laughs> okay, wait, with, with the mother bear. <laughs> Can there be another word for that? Which one? Dead baby stuffed. Bear. Oh, oh, stuffed. I, no, I, I like stuffed. I thought that was funny. Oh, sure. Um, <laughs> just like threw in. Okay. Um, buried. 
hucked. She comes face to face with a mother bear, probably the same one that talked to Autumn. That hasn't still been brought to understanding. Cecilia shoots that bear dead, which then sends her into an existential crisis unlike anything she's ever felt before. I'm just using context clues there. (laughs) Yeah, the slow pan out. Yeah, the bear gets up and kind of walks away a little bit and then, you know, dies. The CGI on the bear was bad. Yes. Yeah. It's bad in this whole show. Honestly, the CGI period is really Really, it's really just bad rough. in the whole show. The one scene with the Indians later that we'll talk about, terrible. Really bad. bad. Yeah, so mm-hmm. bad. The Avatar 2 trailer just came out. <laughs> And while uh, <laughs> the story is much like the mineral in the movie and is unobtainable, I will say it's tough to like see that bear and then go to the Avatar 2 trailer and be like, oh boy, <laughs> these two things are different. Much different budget. <laughs> yeah, Avatar 2 looks insane. Looks so good. It will be a piece of shit, you know, narratively. But that's not what you go to see it for, though. No, it's not. I don't even know if I'm going to see it in theaters. I'll be honest with you. I really don't care anymore. I most likely will because... Go to Madison. It looks... Yeah, sure. Well, I mean, that's not going to resonate with people listening to our podcast. But That's true. There's a lot of context there they don't have. But sure, sure, yeah. People all over the United States were literally just like, yo, the Madison Madison one. Love that one. For sure, dude. Hell yeah. (laughs) Billy pays Autumn a visit to talk about how he ingested that black goo recently from his father's orb and then saw a vision of a future where Autumn is like ruling over everyone. Just huffing the alien rock. I love that he's huffing the yeah. alien rock. <laughs> this is something we've sort of seen before when Royal went through the hole to Holeville and came back and was like, why are you wearing yellow? <laughs> they then share one of the grossest kisses of Ugh. all time put on camera. Awful. So bad. <laughs> it was like it was r- dumb and dumb. Really kiss. fucking gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. At first, like obviously your initial reaction is pure cringe because it is just aggressively offending but offending. <laughs> then they they just they lean into it enough to the point where like typically stuff like that will like uh, that is the quickest off switch for me when watching shows oh yeah it was just so campy and corny this time it really turned me on <laughs> <laughs> you got me it, yeah, it it made it feel. I mean, it added like a like a shot of comedy into the episode, which I felt was so inappropriate. A lot of saliva, too much. Yeah, I'd say there's too much. There was a lot of close up, a lot of like sound. <laughs> I just didn't need it. And he was it was singing. ASMR. Yeah, and was singing. Oh my god, this guy, I love it. He just si- he just sings in the bank. <laughs> like what's happening? He is Billy is by far without a shadow of a doubt, not even close. My favorite character in oh, this entire show. Oh, he's great. I really Easily. like it. Oh my god. Yeah. He's just so unforgivingly bizarre. <laughs> like, he is yeah. insane. Really hard to put a finger on. And don't worry guys, it gets a little bit more normal from there as Autumn brands Billy with the Abbott Ranch symbol and he's like really okay okay with it he's honestly very he's like oh this unlocked something for me i'm into it yeah is that a tire thumper or you just happy to see me (laughs) what the fuck right after that billy comes across royal whose car has broken down and he doesn't have a phone on him because he's a boomer like a real like like a like an extra boomer and he offers royal a ride while you watching it are going don't get in that car Don't get in that car. Don't get in that car, Royal. I mean, to be fair, here, 
even as a non-viewer of the experience as a whole, as Royal, don't get in that car. Like, yeah. <laughs> walk. Yeah, but also, like, they have a feud with that family. Why would you get in the car? Anyone we else? Blood sure. feud. The moment he gets in, it gets weird immediately. Billy starts talking about God, the hole in the ground, and then at gunpoint, takes Royal to the skating rink that we saw earlier and makes him apologize for his actions and tells him to stop hunting down auto cut it out hey cut it out cut, tell I, me you're gonna I, cut I it liked out that scene though like that was a good tense moment like billy was pretty like badass in that moment like it, mm, it, it, was, it looked yeah. good the setting was good it just had a good feel to it i like that scene a lot the only thing that could have elevated that scene above what it already was would be if he sang royal a song mm. and, and he was on skates that would have just been a, a Ooh, chef's like just just scene. singing like john denver's take me home country roads as he's skating a circle to around royal with a gun pointed at his head like <laughs> <I'm alone. laughs> west virginia so you would know what i'll say i'll say I, I i didn't want him to sing and here's why i thought it would be too much like that scene in reservoir dogs oh where, yes with the ear correct yeah so good though Ugh. but then you said with skates on mm-hmm. <laughs> that's very yep. his character <laughs> i really very about in this. yeah Sign me up for that one. Just like doing, just like skating backwards, like doing fake moonwalks, but like in front of Royal <laughs> to a place, doing like weaves, like <laughs> yeah. figure eights. I'm alone. And then instead of West Virginia, it's Wyoming. <laughs> As he like opens his shirt and he's like fingering his brand. Oh God, <laughs> dear yeah, Lord, and, and, and spitting. He's my favorite character. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Oh, my God. From there, Perry and Amy share a tender moment as Perry talks about the notion of Amy being with Royal and Cecilia, you know, after he goes to jail for throat punching a dingus to death. Amy says that Rebecca didn't want to stay on the ranch, though. As uh, he, your mom left, but what if she comes back? Can I be with her? And Perry is like, "Uh, yeah. Without hesitation. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Sure. (laughs) And why would I say no to that? You're insane. I should throat punch you. (laughs) Daughter. As Amy leaves the scene, a delirious and very charged up Autumn confronts Perry to talk about Royal. She's like in the bathroom, amping herself up. And then she goes out there and she 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 says she says her feelings. She also made a point. Um, I don't remember the exact quote and I know I should have written it down, but she refers to herself in a way that she is like uh, controlling time, mother time, mother of time. She oh, said something yes. like that yeah. too, which really, really, really they're absolutely bending into the chronos and all that like uh mythological shit now too you're talking about is... the the bathroom mirror scene yeah right, where oh, she's staring yeah. Mm. Oh, oh yeah that was great that was really she's, good she's great yes i imogen poops is a good actress what i would also say though is i think she's delusional absolutely. like i think she's falling into power i think she's ready to gain that power leverage it in every way possible and She's going to be a great cult leader. You don't think that she's here for a reason or like a, or a purpose? Mm, uh, on behalf of who? Kronos? On behalf of herself. On behalf of herself. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know. There is an amount about her that is just c- completely unknown because of the uh, season twist that happens in episode eight. And we'll, we should continue talking about that exact thing 
when we get there. Mm. While attending an indigenous celebration, Joy shares an intense stare with one of the elders dancing in the crowd for whatever reason. It happened for a, a, too long, I'd say. Long lost lover. Yeah. I know. Jeff. Jeff. Jeff, it's me. It's Joy Boy. <laughs> Joy Boy. Jeff, Jeff, Jeff. I want to be your Joy toy. Oh, let's go find a tent. Let's go for a Joy ride. A teepee, a teepee. Nice. Let's Joy ride in a tent. Let's bone. Luke tries to kill Wayne with a pillow, soap opera style, but is stopped at the last moment by Billy, probably because he's angry about Wayne giving away the land to Billy instead of him. Joy pays Frank a visit, only to find that Frank isn't in. She's going to look for the Mastodon. She does find, though, a black line. Oh. Yeah. It's not, though. Leading into the forest, which she then follows. Perry and Royal have a chat about the nature of the hole in the ground. Royal starts explaining to him why he ran away as a kid. The narrative shifts in this moment to Royal in the 1800s. Big twist incoming. Going hunting with his father. Royal reveals that he accidentally killed his own father while trying to shoot a deer. Although I will say, he... Uh, he did like a he what we call in the gaming world a flick. <laughs> he really he flicked left, but he knew where his dad was. Also, the deer was not running that fast one way. Really overcompensated. I mean, he's eight. And he killed his dad. <laughs> there was, I mean, maybe it's in like poor framing of the shot when they're going through the flashback, or I don't know what it was, but there everything that happens in this show just makes me immediately sus, and I'm trying to put together the pieces of the puzzle, mm. but like. He sure. was well off to the left. So uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, I mean, it's, bu- it's buckshot too, though. It spreads like it's a shotgun. I mean, he got obliterated. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> he did. The last episode just shows like an invisible Kronos moving his father in the line of the, <laughs> and Kronos has been just doing this weird shit. When the hole closes uh, later in episode eight, uh, it's just Kronos being like, "Oh, oh Perry's through, done. Ha ha ha! Get fucked. <laughs> got him." He's just a joker, dude. Then Royal doesn't have the courage to tell his family that he fucked up hardcore, so he runs away. That's when the hole appears in the ground, where Kronos is just like, "Here you go, bud. There's a hole." And Harry, no, not Perry. That's coming up soon. Royal jumps in that shit. I'm so happy we got this. We got this information. I've yeah. been, we've been waiting. I, I wanted this information sooner. I don't. Was it worth the payoff? Like waiting this long? No, because Harry? we knew since episode one. Right. I know. Like we knew he wasn't from around here, but like to actually have it you be from in the around story. here. Yeah, uh, he is from 1886 or whatever year it was. <laughs> the time more. jump, I think, was the most. <laughs> pertinent piece of information yes. we got from them revealing it because he could have when he went into the hole that was in his west pasture he went to the, sometime in the future um so we know that that went that way but how did he get here initially so it was just I'm, I, I think it was just them checking off their boxes and being like oh yeah. shit yo we forgot to tell them <laughs> oh yeah no we forgot to tell them the date like we should probably do that just put Bro, that in it's episode already, seven it's, it's we're already in episode seven like yeah just throw it fuck it as you said earlier he came from 1886 but came out at 1968 and perhaps chronos or the hole that is maybe sentient is sending them to where the hole thinks they're supposed to be mm. there is some rhyme or reason i don't think this is a d20 being rolled they get a 20 and they go to 1968. They get a one and they go to 1942 in Germany. Like, it's not, I, I, it feels like there is a purpose and that purpose might just be like, God's real and it's Kronos, baby. <laughs> Perry sees all of this as a sign to finally fix his life. In doing so, he jumps in the hole like an asshole. The inexplicable hole 
inexplicably closes in that moment. Royal falls to his knees as Autumn watches from afar. End episode seven. So Perry abandons his daughter. What a dick. Yeah. He didn't have any other options. Like, he was abandoning her anyways the moment he killed Trevor. So it was like, I guess so. F it. I I'm out. So. But now the Abbots lose their farm if he doesn't show up to the court thing. They were going to lose it anyway. This was I guess now they're losing all of it. This yeah, they're losing all of it now. Yeah. What a dick. And his wife was so close to being back. <laughs> Episode 8 <laughs> opens with Joy still following that black trail, leading her to an open field. She doesn't see any mastodons, but she does see a giant horde of terribly CGI'd bison running through said field. <laughs> then we get a montage of Perry falling through the hole, Amy sleeping in her bedroom, Cecilia burying the bears, and Royal still sitting on the spot the hole closed, being a sad, sad sack. Royal then returns, convinced that Autumn convinced Perry to jump into the hole, and arms up, gets all of his guns, all the available guns, he gains them. Yeah, Autumn. Like two. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Couple Those are the ones that were available, Justin. Mills. I gotta get all of my ammunition for my two firearms <laughs> in my thousand acres of land <laughs> although i assume that i think the very next scene was autumn doing the same um, yeah she scares the shit out of a <laughs> a guy who owns, he's like oh shit and he and she's like hello it guns. is the morning and i would like guns and he's like that's what we sell yeah that was a, that was strange too like he was like yeah we have those come on in don't tell anyone <laughs> so this was a portion of scenes where i my theory of the last two episodes are that either they thought they had more time or the these the last sequence of uh, Royal tracking down Autumn should have been an entire episode in and of itself. Mm. So the conversations, like uh, how awkward it was when she came out of the bathroom and talked to Perry, and it was very like quick succession, like just, just spurting out, like, hey, I'm going to do this, or I need guns, and it goes in, grabs guns, done. And like the scenes felt like very, very choppy and rushed. Mm-hmm. They did a montage. Right. <laughs> Which is a thing you do when you don't have enough time. The upcoming Nothing Star finale has one because we didn't have enough time. <laughs> we know from experience. <laughs> By the way, Adam is editing this week's episode. So if the editing is stellar, then he gets to do it forever. And if it's bad, you get to blame him Purposely for do it. Do it bad and take the blame and then let you continue doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that sounds kidding. good. Because I'm editing the Nothing Star finale currently, by the way, Nothing Star Academy, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you should go listen to it. Maybe she'll give it like one listen or something, I don't know. Oh, also actually speaking to that, let's go to our advertisement and then we'll be right back. I remember... Rage Shadow Legends. <laughs> it's usually progressive. Yeah, it's insurance. <laughs> While tending to his wounds, Rhett has a brief yet refreshing conversation with Amy about winning the bull riding championship and life on the ranch. He is feeling down about himself. He feels like he's not going to win. And she's like, you will. It'll be fine. Telling the future. Billy then uses his a wonderful voice to serenade Wayne while feeding him the crushed black goo. And although we don't have visual confirmation, it seems like Wayne had visions. His eyes were like doing the flickery thing. Yeah. And he, he was having... Who knows? knows what was happening in Wayne's brain at that time. Boy was tripping. Yeah, it wasn't nothing. Luke talks to Billy about using whatever is in the hole to earn money. Of course. Yeah, why not? All about the money. He assumes it's oil. Which it does kind of look like look, oil. It, it looks a lot like oil. Yeah. There's that scene where he's digging 
and then he reaches mm-hmm. a black goo, oh. picks it up with his hand, and I was like, oh, that's oil. Right. He found oil, too. There's not only time goo, but also <laughs> oil. No, oh, no, it's time goo. And then a bunch of bison fly out of the hole. Pretty nuts. It is pretty nuts. Billy tells him that the hole is gone and that Luke should stop trying to kill Wayne because once both Wayne and Billy are dead, the ranch will be Luke's. And all, that's all that needs to happen. Both of us need to die, and then it's yours. <laughs> So that's easy. That's easy. That's that. That will be soon, probably. Actually, yeah, yeah. It, it's pretty soon. Mm. It's like in this very episode. <laughs> At least one of them, not the one you would assume going in. True. Hmm. Wayne is. You know what? That's true. Wayne is built upon hate, and hate never lets you die. <laughs> A panicked Autumn is seen talking to somebody on the phone uh, about drawing money from her trust. But that call is interrupted by a gun-toting Royal. Autumn then manages to escape from Royal's clutches. She zip-zaps right on out of there. Cecilia continues to have a fucking meltdown <laughs> as Perry is nowhere to be found. Okay, poor Cecilia in oh this my God. entire thing. She, oh, is, yeah. she knows fuck. nothing. Oh, yeah. She is living totally the worst the fucking life. At least everyone else knows that one thing, right? Rhett doesn't know about the whole, but he knows the murder stuff mm. and like all of the truth about that. Yep. Even, I mean, Amy is, is decently in the dark, but she's a child. This is a grown adult woman who is trying her best to help her family with little to no information. Of course she is going insane. Yeah, but she knows about the, the murder. Well, she, by proxy, though, it wasn't like True. Rhett and Perry and Royal were all viscerally involved in the night. <laughs> she just kind of like got involved because that's her family, basically. She, so everything that's happening has basically been happening around her. And she's like, please, God, like, I just want a little bit of control, maybe, in something in my life. Like, that would be great. And God is like, I'm going to attack you with a bear. <laughs> <laughs> Cecilia, want to go for a joyride, maybe? Okay. Oh, cool. Anyway, she's having a goddamn breakdown, and Perry does not show up, or if he doesn't show up at the designated time, uh, his bail will be rejected, as we said previously, and the deed that was submitted will be forfeited. Those are the stakes. That is the ticking clock. Better come through that hole. Yeah. Autumn has a verbally violent altercation with Maria for bringing a gun to the bank and just being generally unhinged. Yeah, it got real ghetto. Yeah, I love her little <laughs> don't tread on me line, yeah, too, because right. I was just like, <laughs> you're crazy. You're crazy, lady. And I was like, you're probably not even from Wyoming. N- nope, nope, she is. She is from <laughs> she Wyoming. She was born there. When Billy comes in right at that moment, you know, as Imogen Poops is deciding, okay, fine, I will leave. He comes in to tell Autumn that Royal is after her and for some reason that causes them to share another weirdly passionate and liquid filled moment that goes on so long that not only maria but the audience as well if you're me are creeped the fuck out not me not you justin rewatched it i I rewinded it and i was like this is the best show i've ever seen in my whole life zoom in it's the background of my phone (laughs) that was when he started singing too and i love I love oh, that. So <laughs> yes. So good. That's my lock screen, too. Luke is seen digging into the ground while informing his mother about what he's doing and how he tried to kill Wayne. And she was like, that's crazy. I didn't hear that. Cecilia then arranges a dinner as a last ditch effort to make the family whole again. Doesn't go well. Royal drives around the town, probably looking for Autumn, but he decides to pay Rhett a visit before he goes out to ride. Royal, in that moment, tries to explain that he probably is not going to come 
back from his latest mission to hunt down Autumn. And he says that to Rhett. And he also says that, Rhett, you have to take care of everything. At which point, Rhett shocks Royal by telling him that he is leaving the ranch and going away for good once the competition is over. This was a brilliantly acted scene by Josh Brolin. Mm. He is losing his shit. Crying, completely out of control. Stuttering. Couldn't get it out. Yeah, that that is like the one thing because I think uh, like actors can do that awkward, stuttery, can't get the sentence out. But like the way that he was just like so shook up, and I don't, I don't. That was fucking incredible on Josh Brolin's half. Later on, (laughs) Royal gets a call from Autumn, who says that she knows Royal wants to kill her. Oh, crazy! So she is waiting in the town where he can come. And take his shots. With an S, plural. Right. Rhett's second ride of the evening goes disastrously wrong as he is distracted by Royal's absence in the stands. For some reason, Amy walks away from Cecilia and underneath the sitting area. She just kind of wanders off for a reason. Maybe she's just pulled towards that direction by a Kronos. Uh, again, the, uh, the the series finale, Kronos just kind of, just uh, he looks like uh, Death with the sickle and shit, and he's just pulling her like, let's go, Amy. Time to see Mommy. I'm Kronos. <laughs> that just, every time he enters the scene, he has to announce himself like that. <laughs> okay, I'm Kronos. I'm Kronos. Let's get on out of here. I'm Kronos. That is where Amy finds Rebecca. <gasps> Rebecca's alive. And asks her where she's been this entire time. A thing I also wanted to know. Rebecca then tells Amy that she had to hide when Amy asks, From whom are you hiding, mummy? Rebecca says that she'll explain everything to her, but first, Amy has to come away with her now. Which was annoying. Yeah. Because at, this was at the point I was like, Oh, this isn't a miniseries. <laughs> That's not going to be told this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, definitely not. It's a brand new story. <laughs> like, yeah. And like, how dare you? Like, I, I truly in that moment thought I was being completely betrayed. Like, because it's a miniseries. It's like, you, you only have 15 minutes left. Right. We're not doing this right now. Are you out of your minds? I thought at first when she got to the bottom of the the seat, the seating, blonde woman, I was like, oh, Autumn yeah. basically got Royal to go to the center of town and she's yep. going to abduct Amy. But. That's what I thought. That, too. that so I got like double like <gasps> I double gasped because I was like, oh no, it's her. Oh my god, it's the what? <laughs> <laughs> About time. So is Rebecca just driving around town? Did Cecilia really see her? I think earlier she did. In the season? Yeah, I think she did. Yeah, I think that she's and uh, there's a lot of thoughts that go around why she came at that time and what's actually going on but it's it's definitely when you look back at episode three or something like that where she's like that's the craziest thing happened uh cecilia came home and she's like I, I swear i saw rebecca in town like and you're like oh she's crazy everyone's mourning like this is how they're dealing with loss but like she probably straight up saw her and she's been like stalking them for mm. however many weeks or so mm-hmm. that's this has all been going on right another log on the cecilia going insane fire just <laughs> another thing she she cannot comprehend or or discuss openly as something she fully understands. Speaking of, you know, Amy goes with Rebecca and Cecilia has a public meltdown. Oh yeah. As she immediately feels that Amy is gone for good. She just has this suspicion 
that Amy is just boop, gone, which wouldn't be out of this world based on what happens at the end of the show. Mm. Uh, amidst all of this, Rhett manages to outdo everyone in his last ride with a dislocated shoulder. In his second ride that I said went disastrously bad, the definition of that is falls off from very high up, lands on his shoulder completely, and destroys it. I think something also when he's getting back on for his final ride, like the dudes that were prepping him knew (laughs) that he was so broken and they're just like, eh, Get back on there, Brett. You'll be good. Go ahead. <laughs> there was one of them who was like, you shouldn't do yeah. this. And he was like, fuck De- your death wish. Also, he ate dirt. So because he vomited. It makes you stronger. He vomited. So he ate dirt and he like, he like swished it around in his mouth with beer. Hey, but like, he did end up spitting it out, correct? Yeah, I, didn't, yeah, yeah. I didn't catch that when, yeah. I, was, yeah. Uh, yeah. when I was watching it. Because it looked like he basically took a, ma- a handful of sand, put it in his mouth, and then chased it with whatever beer he <laughs> no. was drinking. I was like, this is a man. Yeah. yeah. It's the old frontier way to clear out your mouth. This is the Wyoming ginger ale. Mmm. <laughs> mmm. Wyoming dry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. None of that Canada, Canada dry bullshit. Canada Bull- damn Canadian. Bullshit. Fucking Hoosiers. Colorado wet. Rhett sees that Maria is there for him, which motivates him to come to the decision to leave the ranch with her, and they are off into the sunset. Bye. We then go back to Joy, who has been walking in the sunlight for, I think, years, as her quest (laughs) brings her to another piece of open land where many bison are running around. But upon closer inspection, Joy sees an entire village of indigenous people hunting down a bison, a sight that understandably shocks her, because that don't make no sense. That's time travely bullshit. That is some time travely bullshit, yes. Do we think Joy has gone back, or has this tribe and the bison came forward in time i think that there is a rift no i think it's neither i think she is like stepping on the black goo and having a vision Ooh, Ooh. that's right because she was Ooh. following it and stepping over it <clears throat> but at, the, at one point i i noticed that it wasn't there anymore black line. yeah 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 like when she got out of the, into the clearing it was no longer there that's why i thought it might be like a rift right well and to the rift's point is that when she first started her journey into the woods with the black line you saw the abbot symbol the yes. sideways abbot symbol so mm-hmm. it kind of like symbolizes that there's like some kind of magical ground so a rift would make sense where if you like continue down this line you'll eventually right. pass through something and you'll be in like another dimension or some shit like that mm-hmm. luke digging trying to get oil unearths the black goo now in liquid form and not that far down that was barely even six feet yeah no yeah in his own grave he finds the goo <laughs> When he touches it, the goo starts dissipating into his skin, and as he celebrates this discovery, the ground underneath him starts to rumble, and a horde of bison come out. Assumably, the same bison that Joy was seeing in whether it was a vision or a blast from the past. It was like a bison geyser. Yeah. That hole was not very large either. No, so it was. No, and he, he kind of is... just, he kind of just like leaned back yeah. and was fine. Yeah. Which is, <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I don't believe that. It was also at this moment that I think it proved the whole sort of has a life of its own. Yeah, it's sentient. And it opens and closes at random points whenever it feels like it. Allegedly. But also the phenomenon shows in this moment as well that there's a material in the land that has the capability to alter time and space, which can be found by digging into the land and then used by whoever finds it. Right. 
And it has the ability, the time travely bullshit, equally to show you something real cool, like your ancestors or a bunch of bison or uh, ruin your fucking life. <laughs> Just really go into your brain and scramble that shit up hard. <laughs> yeah. Royal goes into town and has a proper final boss battle Western standoff with Autumn. A close-up of Autumn happens as she says, yeehaw, <sighs> which was in the trailer. And I was like, <laughs> nice. I remember the DiCaprio pointing at the TV moment. Like, oh, mm, yes. trailer. Oh, oh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> yeah. This signals Billy to start shooting at Royal because, of course, he was there. Billy misses and he escapes the scene with Autumn. Royal chases them down and they exchange shots via pistols and shotguns. Neither of them hitting each other once for so long. So, so, so long. They could both be stormtroopers. Yeah, they took. Yeah, I was going to say they they took a chapter out of George Lucas's storybook. Billy is supposed to be a hunter too. So, like, oh, right. yeah. I mean, he he's driving. So, like, I'll give him a little credit where credits due. But he did like pull the pistol over his shoulder and shoot out the back. And I feel like he. Like, one of those had to have been accurate. Yeah, they weren't that far away. <laughs> Royal is understandably a bad shot. He doesn't have a good history with guns. <laughs> True. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Though, Royal then turned the tables in our present by taking out his sniper rifle. Un I, when he took it out, it literally, that felt like a comedy moment to me. Because it was like, well, here's another gun. And it's like... <laughs> yeah like uh well he he took that out of the gun large. cabinet no i know but like i totally forgot about it oh <laughs> then, yeah. then oh here's a sniper with like a 16 times scope <laughs> right well he was running pistol sniper right which is a uh it is a risky maneuver just needs a but, respawn beacon he'll be fine uh right but in this instance it worked out uh, yeah. because he shoots Billy in the fucking neck and he causes the car carrying Billy and Autumn to go off road and tumble into a ditch. Royal then drives down there to check them out, see if they're alive, finds out that Billy is dead. Obviously, he yeah. just sniped him in the fucking oh, neck. Yeah. First time he's hit a shot in his entire life. Autumn, though, still alive. And as he prepares to double tap her, the horde of unleashed by Luke Bison charge them forcing Royal to take cover underneath one of the cars. And Autumn is left unprotected and at the mercy of the bison. She just kind of curls up and none of them hit her because I assume Kronos was just like, I'm Kronos and I'm here. Hey, I'm hey, bison, don't come over this way, please. Thank you. Don't come over here, bison. I'm Kronos. <laughs> The same horde then causes Rhett and Maria's truck to crash. Well, I, I was so sure Maria was going to die oh, here. That was terrible. It, terrible. It was like, new life, new life for us, going out of Wyoming. Spicing, yeah. dead. <laughs> so um, for me, it was it was also a moment, because uh, coming out of Game of Thrones, I like I just want all shows to just murder all my favorite characters now. Oh, it's like, okay. I'll, I will never get that Red Wedding feeling again. Oh, never again, the, no. Of just being like, I'm turning this off, this show is bullshit, and then being like, oh my god, all the signs were there. It was perfect. I thought that that scene, I was like, oh my God, Rhett and Maria are both dead. That would be yes. crazy. They were they were smiling at each other and I was like, they're dead. Death. <laughs> oh, they're happy? Dead. <laughs> and by the way, Game of Thrones did this to us. Like, oh, 100%. I, before I'm, I'm that, I would have been life. like, oh, they're just happy. Right. Very cool. And I was like, they're too happy. Dead. I personally, I think one of them should have been at least suspiciously injured, like unconscious or something like that. Because like Maria, Maria should have. Right. 
I wanted her to be dead, honestly. Wow. I, it would it would have just it made it and the show's already dark enough. Narratively, Adam, I'm not I'm not <laughs> rooting for her death. I'm just saying it would have been story. It would have been a better story for her to be dead. But they like hit that thing going like forty miles an hour, it yeah. seemed. Uh and then just kind of like hug each other yeah. in the truck. And I was like, well, that's kind of a missed moment, but I'm still here. We're good. Yes. They hit the billboard that we see. Or saw earlier the one with the something too long. You can't read that all that while you're driving by. It's just too long. I don't know why that's there. Then we see uh, the bison who's been around this entire goddamn time, and it had two arrows in its side, uh, and the last arrow then gets pulled out of it, and he's like, "Fucking thank Christ! It's been a really long time <laughs> since those have been in my body." And then Royal finds out that Autumn hasn't been trampled to death. Like how? Yeah. Somehow the Horde of Bison avoided her altogether, and something prompts Royal to look at Autumn a little more closely. And then when he notices a scar on her forehead, he's like, oh shit, that's the same scar that he inflicted earlier in the season on Amy while pushing Perry into the wall. And a stunningly cut montage then proves that Autumn is actually a grown-up Amy who has probably traveled through time, some time travel bullshit, and is burdened with the knowledge Rebecca has given to her. But we don't know what that is because it's not a miniseries. It's a, it's a season of television. It's a real-ass show. Royal then takes her home, puts her in Amy's bed, but I guess her own, her bed. He tells Cecilia's story of his origins, and he tells her that he wants his family back. Which I, I don't know if that's gonna. That's not gonna. Uh, not gonna Cecilia, happen. I really like the slow mo shot of Cecilia kicking the table. Uh, that is one of my favorite because she already did the breakdown and the meltdown at the bull riding competition. So it's like she. It was like a perfect reaction chronologically because like she already got all that out. So like another breakdown would have been like, all right, this is getting out of control. But she's just like, fuck it. Like, I don't, I'm just going to kick this table around. I don't yeah. even care anymore. Like, yeah. Yeah. No emotion. I like no bullshit Cecilia who's like, nobody's telling me anything. I'm going to kick tables. <laughs> At which point she also says a gangster fucking line, which is our family is no more. Oh, yeah. Perry's gone. Amy's gone. And Royal says, well, one thing. <laughs> Amy isn't gone. She's just inexplicably older. <laughs> Cut. End of season one. I have a question. If sure. Amy is Autumn, and they're the same person, Autumn is, is an older Amy, is it assumed now that Autumn knows all these people? Like, does she actually know them? At, like, was she lying when she said she couldn't remember anything right. before she was nine? Like, does she know that Royal is her grandfather, like, this whole Royal. time? I think so, yeah. But then, the, why? so now I want to know the motive of trying to kill him. So you could, when he, when Royal went through the hole into yeah. the future. Actually, back it up. How the hole came to be in their timeline. So Royal comes through. Yes. From 1886 to 1967 or whatever it was. I don't remember. Yeah. That opened up the first hole. Mm. That hole closed once he left. What ha- basically the f- in the first episode, Royal senses like a disturbance um, because it's in never- the force. In the forest, right. It's never discussed how Royal came upon the hole initially, but in the first episode, he sees some shit or feels some shit going on. He brings up his binoculars. He's checking out what's going on. He then discovers the hole. If you put these pieces of the puzzle together and say that now, okay, Autumn is Amy. She came from a different timeline. The whole opening again was Autumn slash Amy coming through from another time back here. So with how the 
corporation that was mining the goo and her being the cult leader and all that stuff, my immediate assumption is that she's trying to fix. She's Doctor Stranging. Yeah. is Doctor Strange. So something mm. happened here or was going to happen that she needed to get involved with to make sure that the Abbott family lost that ranch. And so that she could come in and somebody, there's another benefactor somewhere that'll come in and make sure that they can establish her as the cult leader and she could rule the world like in the visions that Billy had and all that stuff. So she's right. coming in to correct the timeline, basically. Interesting. Speaking of visions, we also know from uh, Royal and her vision that she is fated to outlive him. We never got to see Royal dying in Cecilia's arms, something that we saw and also Cecilia, when he was in Holville, told him about. Yep. The first comment on Reddit is a really good one that I like. I like that Royal was devastated by not being able to carry his father back home after he killed him, but he was able to carry Amy back home. Mm. That's good. Yep. I like that. Yep. Sounds great. One of my other favorite comments, Lily Taylor is a phenomenal actress. Her scene when Amy goes missing was amazing. God is fucking gone. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do wonder... If they'll, Josh Brolin or Lily Taylor, if they'll be nominated uh, for an Emmy for this show, it feels like the kind of show that's overlooked by the Emmys. Although having Josh Brolin in it does make that slightly difficult, but not impossible. I think that she may. I don't know that he will, though. I feel like she'll get it. Yeah. Not not the the award, but the nod. Uh, the nod. Like she'll get nominated, <laughs> but she won't actually get it, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. But honestly, even if she's just nominated and even doesn't win, I think it's in this show in and of itself is just such a massive W for Amazon. Oh yeah, in particular because it this is their lost. This is their they they absolutely struck black goo boom with this hey. one. Nice. Like, this is, <laughs> What I'll I'll say also is I was watching three shows at once. So uh, and and I, I I bet you guys feel this way as well. When you're watching multiple shows at one time, it is incredibly difficult not to compare them to one another, and it's also hard not to think about them as like a group, mm. right? Uh, or just or like have peers. them in your brain. Yeah. So I was watching. Uh, and now they're all done. Severance, Moon Knight, and Outer Range all at the same time. Two of which we have done podcasts about and one of which we will do a podcast about. Severance, that is. Uh, to me, out of those three shows, Outer Range is the second best one. Uh, Moon Knight being third. A uh, a swing and a foul ball by Marvel. And Another uh, one, they, you they, don't say? I mean, yeah, sure. <laughs> at least they hit the ball. Sure, fair. <laughs> and a lot of them, they don't hit the ball. Uh, and Severance was the... It's it's one of the better TV shows I've seen in a very long time. So that one is number one for me. But I mean, I will absolutely watch Out of Range Season 2. Oh, yeah. The day it comes out. But it's also not my favorite Amazon Prime show. Reacher is. Yeah. The so, Expanse you know, is also on there, too. Yes, so right. It's and got good Justin, competition, for sure. Justin, huge Expanse fan. Oh, massive. Yeah. My, uh, the biggest my one I know by far. is expansive. Hey. <laughs> yeah. You, you did Coming it. Coming out swinging today. Yeah. You, d- you did it. But yeah. So I enjoyed myself with Outer Range Same. season one. And uh, and I look forward to having season two and listening to Josh Brolin complain uh, about <laughs> filming it. Assumably. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't have watched this show had it not been uh, a motive for uh, these podcasts. <laughs> like, I oh, probably yeah. wouldn't have watched it. I wouldn't have watched this show if Josh Brolin wasn't on ah. the cover of the box art. <laughs> Touche. Sure. 
Sure, that makes sense. I uh, I wish the intro was a little better. I think they it's especially I, wait, I, wait do, to the each episode. No, the um the title sequence. Yeah, like every episode, a little bit happens, and then they throw the title of the show, and then it continues. Yeah, it's it's just the part where the title sequence the title is on the screen. You got to watch Severance's opening okay. uh, title sequence. It's like fucking art. It's um so there's there's two camps when it comes to show intros like that uh there's one on the side of westworld game of thrones they have like a theme song it happens every time it goes through every single person that's involved in it uh, that's it my shit through, right so that's your shit i am very much just like give me a little bit and then like 30 seconds 30 seconds is cap that's like how long an intro sequence should be imo um yeah so i think this, the first episode would be the long one and then yeah, yeah you can exactly. skip them as well now true anyway thank you for joining us on season one of outer range we will be back for season two we also just finished up moon Knight season one so you can go listen to that uh and we have i think we're reaching 250 episodes here pretty soon Ooh. or we already did i, yeah, I don't know we're right there. i've lost track jeebus we can go to patreon.com slash h-b-o-b-o-y-z for one or more dollar a month you get to join the discord and you get a bunch of extra bonus content and nothing star episodes early which i'll talk about momentarily thank you to our patrons connor o'dowd jamie lochner james watch my dog chris wood brinkin dan Lim, westworld craig Major Woody and Carol Andreas. Three days from the recording today, uh, which is on the 12th, uh, the 15th Nothing Star season one finale comes out. And I'm really excited for everybody to listen to that. Please go do so. And if you haven't listened to any Nothing Star, please go binge it. The whole first season is going to be done uh, mid-March. I mean, <laughs> mid-May. And uh, so, now, yeah. Now and he's a time traveler. He's Jesus. a time traveler. Uh, yeah, I'm doing some tra- <laughs> time traveling bullshit. <laughs> Uh, Justin and Adam in that a wonderful performance is out of both of them. Uh, and I think you guys should go uh, listen to that. I agree. What will we be doing next? Westworld when it comes out, I believe James and I will be doing like an old school. Yeah, just you guys. J- James and I watch your show. Cowboys. I will be doing Howdy Dream oh, I can't wait. Cowboys. I can't wait. Why not? Why didn't we do Howdy Time Cowboys for this whole <laughs> fucking show? I don't know. Why didn't you do your song? Uh, multiverse Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it should have been Howdy. Damn, I fucked it up. Fuck, yeah, you fucked it. Song. Oh, my gosh. Song. I didn't have anything prepared. (laughs) What the fuck? I told you to prepare it. I I texted you this morning. You should just play the uh, scene of uh, them in the bank while he's singing. I can't remember the name of the song. Oh, it's so good. I don't know. Oh my god! Are you talking about an outro song? Hey, you know what, Adam? For me and for the audience, just continue to sing "Country Road" for me. Thanks. There it is. Oh my god! To a place. West Virginia. There you go, baby. Mama, take me home. Oh god! Oh, a vibrato. And a cut A in your chest. Hear her voice in the morning hour when she called me. Radio yeah. reminds me of my home far away. Driving down sure. the road, I get a feeling this isn't the syncopation, but it's the lyrics on the screen because I don't know the songs other than the country roads. Nice. Take is. me home. I know this yeah. part. Where I belong. I belong. Where I belong. West Virginia. West Virginia. West mountain Virginia. Mama. Not Take me mama. home, you invisible mountain road. Outer range. At Parker, our purpose is simple. 
We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.